a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a rock. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expounding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas, back here with the intros and stuff. And if you guys uh, didn't miss this or don't find it informative or fun and cheeky at all, then go ahead and just skip on ahead. The uh, conversation's down the line there. But we are back with this, with the song, with everything. The full, all the information worth mentioning will be at the end of the episode still, but up top here, just wanted to remark on the remarkability of the guest that is on today's episode. This is episode 222, and this is Brittany Renee. Now, on her business card and so forth, it says psychic, intuitive, and energy healer, but she is well beyond that. This woman spent time in our home with my wife and I, and holy shit, the real deal is a term coined for folks like her. She is the real deal in every legit way. So again, how to find her is located down in the show description. Highly, highly recommend this. And without any further ado, let's get to episode 222 with Brittany Renee. Light beams everywhere out there, introducing Brittany Renee to the Expanding Reality family here. So it's so nice to meet you in person-ish, as we've already covered here. But if you don't mind for my audience not too familiar with you, uh, share a little bit more about yourself. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love to share the space. A little bit about me. So I am an Indiana native. I'm actually now in Florida and psychic, intuitive, motivational speaker, women's empowerment coach. Many people have followed me and found me through TikTok. Um, funny story is the one the one app I told myself when I became an entrepreneur that I was not going to do was TikTok. I'm like, this is for like dancers and authorities. Joke was on me. You know, I did one video, ended up like going viral. I don't even know. It's like 2 million something views now. And I have just met the most amazing people literally all over the world. Clientele, you know, here, Europe. I even have clients that are, I mean, just across the board. We've got men, women. Um, how I kind of started into this whole space was really wanting to expand consciousness, right? It's what we're here for, right? We're here to usher in that amazing up-leveled frequency. Um, my own journey, which you're welcome to ask any and all questions throughout today. My own journey just began really with my mom. She's like my OG. She um, is Native American. We are a part of the Assiniboine tribe that's in Montana. And she has told me forever, you have gifts, you're in tune. And when I was younger, I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> And then I got older and I'm like, okay, you're not crazy. We actually do have gifts. Um, you know, so I started into my consciousness journey with Abraham Hicks. I started listening to Joe Dispenza, started realizing there's this like quantum ability to heal and create this life that we all want. And it became kind of like a game for me. So it was like getting, you know, getting into yoga, getting into consciousness study, starting to learn to meditate. And I really dived in 
after I became a mother, I have two sons. So after I became a mom, I really dived into what can I do with this? So I got certified in intuitive practitioner certification so I can coach through intuitive practices. I learned all different modalities. I then went into soul realignment and learned how to read the Akashic records so I can help remind people who they are at soul level. And then I just started working with as many people as I could. And, you know, I think many mentors can say, we just learn along the way, right? We're all learning from each other. We're all kind of figuring it out. So now today, um, I've completely rebranded the business. We're about to launch a completely new thing. So those who have been a part of anything, Brittany Renee, it's been under the name Empress Nation. So this has been kind of where I ran with business. And now we're coming just into the Brittany Renee. So I'm writing a book about consciousness right now. We're starting to do more in-person events and just up-leveling kind of everything. Like I'm here to just bring everybody into this quantum leap of like, let's just skip the BS and let's figure out who we are, why we're here and let's like get there. So love this love everything about you young lady uh, your videos are are some that my wife and i pass uh, back and forth on tiktok so you are shared in our home and oh, so, awesome. you, yeah well and this was it's funny you said this as well because this is one of the apps my wife is usually first to this kind of stuff and she had it for a while i still don't do a snapchat i don't understand it so uh the tiktok thing though i did get on board with and i'm going to share something with you later about a video i had go viral that's hilarious so okay. uh, we um have that in common and and like you i have found it to be such a beneficial connective tool it's been a great way to share the message it's been a wonderful way to invite people on the show so you are a tiktok guest technically uh so yeah that's how that's how i first heard of you and then i did uh, look up on your instagram there and saw that you were rebranding so that's Outstanding. Congratulations. The butterfly coming out of the cocoon. It's almost like you went in as a butterfly. You know what I mean? Like you already were a butterfly. You're like, you know what? I'm going to spin a second cocoon up in this bitch and reemerge like triple winged or something. I don't know. Yeah. Doing it. And I love, I, I heard in one of your videos help, uh, helping you to remember uh, your, who you are on a soul level. And that's uh, my personal mission here as well. We share this to give people back mm -hmm. to themselves, to empower folks. So what? Do you, how do you feel that you help remem people remember who they are on a soul level specifically? Like adding that in there was very interesting. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, for me, when I started studying soul realignment, so soul realignment is actually a program by Andrea Hess, and she takes you through all of the soul groups, all of these energetic centers, um, you know, teaches you pretty much all of the things around contracts, vows, agreements. Um, it, it's like such, it's so much to put into a small amount, but she teaches you all the things at soul level that she knows, and she is a wealth of knowledge. So when I started diving into soul realignment, I started realizing there was just unlimited potential to help people really know who they are. And it's like this code that I get to come in and help you crack basically. So for me, it's helping people see where did my soul spur and originate? Like what star system or planet, or maybe you're not even from a star system or planet. Maybe you're a parallel soul, which one of my best friends is one of those people. And like, when you explain what that is, you're like, oh, yes, I know people like this, right? Um, you know, so reminding you where you came from and then also reminding you about your energetic center. So we talk about light bodies a lot, you know, in the conscious community. Light bodies have an energetic center and it's 
you know, kind of this first checkpoint system that you run on. So for instance, I'm divine love. So my first check system is always from my heart. So everything I do is always super heart centered. We have people who are divine communicators who like speaking, it's where they communicate is where they thrive. We have people who are divine power that are a lot of people that we see as entrepreneurs, CEOs, big leaders. So there are all these little pieces that you learn about who you are just deeply as a soul. And then we go into past life, karmic contracts. If you have any trauma from being in the womb or from when you were younger or trauma from past lives, and we start to go in and clean it up. And it's always interesting and fascinating really to me when we get into the soul realignment, people will just get emotional. Like I'll start talking about, you know, their home planet, or I'll talk about something that happened in their past life. And they're like, I don't know why I'm crying. Yes, <laughs> I did the same. I, I did the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, your soul feels seen. It's like this part of you and they're like, oh, okay. Your, your emotional body's like waking up. So that is my first kind of peace with clients is let's figure out who you really are as a soul. And then let's see where we are working with that and where we're working against that as a human. And oftentimes it's all the programming, right? Like I'm sure we could riff on this for hours. It's like most of the time when we actually get, we're seen as who we are as a soul, we get emotional because we're like, wow, that's actually my heart's truth. Like that's what really rings true to me. But then there's this, well, how do I get from where I'm at? Right to where is really me as a soul fulfilled in this human experience. And that's where the work comes in. So soul realignment to answer your question is where I start with every client. It's like, let's figure out who you are, where you're from, what your mission is here. If we need to clean up any like karmic debris or anything going on, and then let's, let's go for it. Let's get in that juicy, pleasurable, like thriving space. Yeah. The thriving. And thank you for saying this. I'm so grateful you brought it up, Brittany. I knew you would. Uh, this idea of people being perpetually healing, you know, this, this like, oh, I've got to heal. I've got to heal. It's almost an addiction in, in itself in my mind that I've just sort of observed out here. I'm like, yeah, but you've, you've got that, like you're crushing it. No, 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 no. I've got so much more to heal. And it's like, well, how much of that are you just taking on as a, it's, it's, it's sort of an, I know AA has helped a ton of people and I'm not railing on that. The, the issue I take with it is them encouraging people to continue to say that they're alcoholics 30 years after they quit taking a drink, yes. signing an I am to that. Right. And so it's in the same vein of I'm healing, I'm healing. Well, it's, it doesn't need to be a verb like you. Yeah. It's it, for a little bit, but then like there's a thriving, which is also a verb that comes after the healing. It's like, how long do you wear the cast after your arm's been healed? Once it's the bone is fused back together, you cut yes. that off and you thrive with the new better than life arm. Right. So I'm so grateful that you brought this up. So take us through this mindset shift for you. How did that look because this is a fairly new and ish uh, few months back for me to see this as a transition of like, hang on, I, we're like stuck in this healing cycle, guys. It's another whirlpool. Everybody out of the pool, like back in the river. Like, let's go. Come on. So what what did that look like for you? <laughs> it's a, these are great analogies. Um, OK, so for me, let's see, I. You know, when I started to really come into meditation, right, that was my first like break into the consciousness thing. I started to see with my third eye all kinds of things. And I was like, I am first, I'm like, I'm crazy. And then I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. Like, this is just a part of it, right? You have that whole internal dialogue of like, are we crazy? No, we're not crazy. And it's, you know, that's even one of the things on my videos I talk about, like, you're not crazy. So one of the things that was the breakthrough for me was starting to actually see 
what I would call energetic fields, right? And the energetic field that I saw first was mine. And I thought, this is wild. Like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, what is this? And as I started to come into, you know, what is a shadow? What's your ego? What's all these pieces, right? It was like I was in this little castle of my own space and I was kind of digging through it. What I realized for me was that I started waking up, like I said, deeply after I became a mother. Any of us who are on the healing journey know, like, we get into inner child healing very quickly on this as, like, where is this stemming from? What happened? And it is a trip to do inner child healing as a parent because you're like on your own journey. <laughs> and then you're like, raising this little baby and you're you're in 15 different you know layers of oh my gosh I don't want to create trauma I don't want to have this be you know some core memory that's going to like you know ruin something am I doing this this and this so you know one of the pieces I think for me that was a really big catalyst was just starting to lock into like we're not going to be perfect we're going to be really messy we're going to be really just stretching all over the place and we're going to figure it out along the way and as I started to just allow myself to be, you know, up on my up days, down on my down days, like just allowed myself to be in the process, I feel like I collected the codes a lot quicker to really unlock layers and pieces of my healing journey. And I realized that one of the things when I started working with clients was a huge reflection was the addiction to this, where people were like, but but something's wrong because sometimes we would do, I would do work with a client. I'm like, wow, your field looks great. You're like jiving, everything's moving. Like, you know, what do we want to, what intention do we want to work in? And well, but, but what about this? And like, well, what if this isn't fully healed? And I'm like, we, we can't keep beating the dead horse, right? Like it just, it's not going to work in the, the piece for me that I really realized was that, you know, mentors that I even had coaches that I worked with would be stuck in these cycles. And I'm like, this is not the jam for me, you know? And for some people, it's just what they choose to be their experience. But I am here for like this amazing expansive life that I get to sit and like sip champagne on a rooftop one day. And then I get to dive into the Akashic records the next. And it's all about balance in this human experience. So it's been a lot of, I think, reflection from being a mother, from being a coach, from being coached and really just witness. I witness things all the time. I've become that very quiet person, but I'm constantly reading the room and like looking at the energies of like what's going on. Um, and you know, it's miserable, I think, to be in these spaces where you're just continually looking for the next like mountain to climb. Like, and I tell my clients, I'm like, babes, you're gonna, you're gonna have many mountains to climb. Like, believe me, whether you want them or not, once you wake up, you just can't go back to sleep. But they're gonna come when they come. So, like when you're in like, you know, the peak, like enjoy it like be there, like enjoy that space. So I think that's a, you know, that's one of the codes that I know I'm here to help people activate is like, let's just have some fun. Like, let's be in pleasure a little bit. Like what else can we do in this human experience other than just dive into all of the like healing and the grief, which is all necessary in its own time, but that's not how we're here to live. It's not why we're here. 
You got me fired up, Brittany. Absolutely fired up with this. Uh, <laughs> uh, this idea of perfect, you know, and this um, even awareness that you have stepping back from the perspective that you have saying, hey, okay, I experienced something that it took me a minute to heal from, and that occurred in adolescence and within this time period. But I now as a mother have had this transcendental experience that now I am birthing this. So now it seems like in, in my mind, it would seem, number one, the most terrifying, but also the most empowering thing ever if you could walk the razor's edge, right? Because number one, the t to the terrifying side of it, and then we'll we'll get to the, to the real benefit, uh, would be that you are conscious, uh, so logically conscious of what you're doing, what you're saying, how it's impacting, what they're seeing, what they're being exposed to, like all of these nerve-wracking things, right? And so everybody out there that's a parent, take a deep breath. <sighs> it's okay because the benefit in this is actually you're able to heal yourself as well as create a completely new experience at the same time that's the empowerment part is you're healing and then and then putting forth what you would rather have seen in your experience as a child or what you feel that you've experienced that you're bringing with you now to then play out in reality there's this wonderful meme you know in this um saying that i just latched onto years ago and it's it happened in my family until it happened to me and when we look at things like alcohol, that was one box I checked off the list for ancestors. I say, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll take that one. So stepped in, got that bitch off the list. And it's one of those things. It's It feels like the heaviness and the burdens and all of those things uh, that get passed down from generation to generation and the coping mechanisms with them. It's like, okay, here's a bunch of shit, but here's how you deal with it. And here's all of our shit, but you're going to drink your way through it. And then that grandfather handed it down to his son and so on and, yep. so, on and so on. But what I'm finding with you, with the folks that are here now, uh, wife and I are not breeders in this lifetime and that's okay. But what we are finding with the mindset and especially with people having children now is this idea of like, it stops here. It, it happened in my family until it happened to me because you realize that it happened all those times for you now. It's, it's one of the coolest mind fucks ever. Mm -hmm. I, I want to uh, ask you about this idea of perfection. And so this is also something that I feel that is changing. I feel that perfection or this idea of Barbie girl and all that, mm -hmm. it's this um, cookie cutter, like if it doesn't fit into these a set of parameters and therefore you're lacking or need adjustment in some way, absolute horseshit. And I think that that is what we're really being empowered to realize, I feel that people have probably realized it, but they had a bottle instead of being able to empower themselves through it. <clears throat> they just said, oh, I'll drink my way through it. And somebody else down the line will figure it out. Brittany and Brandon are coming and they'll, they'll get this figured out. But this again, <laughs> idea of perfection and of saying like that there is a flawless way to do this. Right. And so that is something that I see as what we're doing now is perfect. Like you're evolving, you're growing, you're learning, you're changing, you're you're pushing new bounds, you're experiencing the moments, you're realizing that things that happen in family are not gonna continue and that they stop here. Like this is a beautiful, like that is perfect to me. Mm -hmm. Not this idea of molding into a standard. That's a psyop in my mind, a psychological operation, just like NASA and the moon or anything else. But- um, <laughs> Oh, so, the rabbit holes we could oh, go in. God, girl, we got to. Okay, so I do though, while, while I've got you here for this particular time, wanna bring you back to this uh, parallel souls idea that you talked about. I have not heard of this, so please tell me what parallel souls is. This is like a twin soul thing. What's up with that? Uh, Side, we'll come yeah. back to twin souls. Tell me about parallel souls in a minute. Yeah. Noted, okay. I know that I, know, I touched on it like they're two, like they're the same, like they can be breezed over in the same sentence, but I know that they're not. Go ahead. Yeah, they're they're actually very different. Um, and I, I want to say real quick before we move on, thank you for the acknowledgement of the parenting piece. And, you know, one thing I will just say before we leave that topic that I think is important is, you know, 
in the the consciousness that is happening as parents, we are flooded with all of the highlight reels, right? All of the like, this is how I'm conscious. This is how I'm mindful. This is how it's working. And I just want to tell every every single parent who's on here, no one is perfect. And there is actually, I think, so much beautiful perfection in being messy in front of our kids. My kids will see me break down. My kids will see me cry. My kids will see me process emotion, even on days where I get worked up and raise my voice even. And it's something that I do not really do. But when I get there, I will literally get on their level and just be there crying and be like, I'm sorry. Like, can we start over? Mommy's having a day where she's at capacity. And then we talk about like, it's okay to have those days. And it literally allows the children to be like, oh, I don't have to be perfect either. Mom even has these days and it's okay. And then this is what we do. We bring out the sound bowls. We do, you know, breathing. We get up and we like ground into the earth, whatever it is. So I just wanted to say that little last note, like if you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable in front of your kids and you're showing them the new way, you're teaching them the new way. So like expecting this perfection out of yourself is also going to in turn have your kid expecting perfection. So just be messy and just be in it and like say, I'm sorry to your kids and like just it's all good. Just had to say that. Jumping in because I see an opportunity to alchemize and I'm called to do so. So you and I are going to participate in this if you'd like, young lady. So with the statement, no one is perfect. I feel that that is only true if we're comparing it to the metric of this perfectionism that we have already said is null and void, that we have already acknowledged is horseshit. Not, it's perfect horseshit is what it is. Uh, <laughs> it's the epitome of horseshit. And so the, it's it goes, it still falls into the same, it parallels to the statement of to be well-adjusted to a sick society is no measure of good health. And to see, to feel like you're not perfect because you don't fit into a box of a sick society is in my mind, perfect. You mm -hmm. lying on the floor with your child, that is perfect. So now we can change the statement or alchemize it to in the future become everyone's perfect because you're yes. exactly who you are. Living your yes. most authentic self, that is the new definition of perfection. I love that. Parallel souls, darling, below our fucking minds okay. about that. Parallel souls. So parallel souls, you know, it's interesting because when I describe this, I'm going to do a caveat because sometimes people will hear me start to describe this and they'll be like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm not from here, right? Okay, well, most of us are not from here. We have very small amount of also what's called earthers. We're actually originated here. Very, very rare actually to do that. Love that that's so most of us. I love right. that that's the more likely, you know, we're all just travelers, guys. We're plugged into this. We we're all not from here. Go ahead. We're not from here. So I want to caveat that. So like, don't cling on that you're a parallel just yet, because there's lots of other pieces. So parallels are actually from completely parallel universes. So everything is kind of opposite in a parallel universe. So, and this is, I'm just going to speak to the parallels that I have seen, because I'm sure there are, you know, unlimited information about parallel universes. So my best friend, for instance, um, she is amazing, but she is just one of those beings that you're like, I don't understand how you operate the way that you do because things are always working out for her, but she is also just in her own little bubble. So she is a parallel that is from a different universe where there is not currency of money. There is actually currency of just like bartering system and a lot of it is energetic. So it's, you know, I'm going to bring this here. And we all know this, I think, at soul level, most planets don't run on this 
currency thing. Um, it's all energetic or it's something much better than this dollar that we're joking is real. Um, but the parallel energies are oftentimes here to really like be on this fun vacation where it's like backwards day every day, you know? And so it's like, if we're supposed to do this, we're going to do the opposite. Right. So, you know, as children, parallel souls can have a very hard time because they, a lot of times what I've seen in inner children of parallels, they're like the bookworms. They like love the books about like Harry Potter, right? Like these other worlds and they'll dig into wanting to immerse themselves in a different reality. And they don't understand the human thing. They're like, this doesn't make sense to me. Um, and similarly, star seeds also come into human form and we're like, why did I sign up for this? Like, none of this makes sense. Um, the parallel souls though, they're really here on just like a funky vacation. Like they're like, all right, I'm going to go to a, you know, a completely other kind of universe and other planet that just everything is backwards because like, why not? Let's just go have fun. And then I'm going to bring my quirkiness in there and we're just going to make it weird and fun. And the fun thing about parallels is that parallel souls actually, once they lock in to understand the game, that is the human experience, they make some, it's always fun. Like they're just fun things. So my, my best friend is opening a restaurant. She's a chef. Her restaurant is going to be, you know, farm to table, but there's also going to be live plants and she's using like local potters. Like it's all just very awesome. rooted in, you know, earthy grounded energy, but like super fun and just airy. So parallel souls are just very unique. They're here on a vacation of kind of the opposite day every day. And it's just to experience and stretch into a different space, not like twin souls, which is a whole other. Yeah. Whole yeah other. You have to touch that if you don't. In fact, why don't we save twin souls for our live that we're doing? Okay. Got it. Okay. I've got it noted for that. <laughs> so we're going to do that. So we'll do uh, twin souls on the live. So check that out guys. Thank y'all so much, but thank you for the parallel because now I'm thinking that I'm definitely one. I know I'm married to the first one, a bookworm that's just kind of visiting here. That's just kind of running around and um, immersed in amazing world. She walks around and looks at bugs. Like she'd never, I love it. I adore my wife. Yeah. To death. And so um, this is though, you know, I feel like a big traveler here. You know, if we're talking about the opposite, then really light workers all are, parallel souls it feels like or most of us because we know that there's some fucked up shit going on here that we don't like and that we don't want to see and that we're not comfortable with the atrocities the cruelty currency like dumb shit that we have not a i don't i wouldn't call it a tough time fitting into i, I would call it like a uh, it's a non-acclimation. It's like uh, asking us to, okay, um, I've been playing guitar for, I don't know, a, a while. Okay, I was a touring musician for a long time. But if you handed me that thing or a left-handed version of it and said you can only make music out of this, it would be backwards to me, right? It would be this crazy thing. So you can imagine as a soul going, okay, I'm used to this free-ass everything and then going into a place where you're so restricted. And you talk about now with like uh, Bashar's um, channelings and things like that, and I'd love that you mentioned Abraham Hicks. Um, have you ever heard of Bill Hicks, another fantastic Hicks? Mm -mm, no, I'm going to have to I'm look him up. Introduce you to Bill Hicks. He does the uh, some of the intro stuff for the, he intros the show, a choice right now between love okay. and Okay, so, uh, but it, uh, but Bashar talks about this idea of you just being this energetic, luminous, you know, energy. And he got asked a question one time, I reposted the video like, 
you know, why do we feel so whatever? And he was like, you know, you feel like students and you are, but actually people are looking at y'all like, holy shit, these dudes are out here like crushing. Like, I can't believe that they took on the earth challenge. Like, this is nuts. And yeah. so would you say then that that assessment is maybe accurate, that the definition of parallel souls is really sort of somebody who doesn't feel like they're from here. And so therefore parallel souls would really be the dominant population on the planet because there's so few earthers really. So in one hand, I do think we have quite a few parallels here. On the other hand, I actually think that we have more star seeds. And so the, the explanation, and this is why the caveat was at the beginning, the explanation of, you know, we're not here to conform, right? We are here to break through all kinds of paradigms. You know, I think we have right now more star seeds than parallels and the star seeds are, you know, Palladian, Syrian, Arcturian. We also have blueprinter souls who are straight up just star travelers. My partner is a blueprinter and like just the way his mind works and what he taps into, I'm just always amazed. Um, but the the star seed souls also will feel like I'm not from here. This is all backwards. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, why would I be doing this? Right. Um, and a lot of times we have that as star seeds. I say we. So I'm Palladian born, but I traveled to Arcturus very quickly. So when you get into soul realignment, you'll actually learn like this is where my soul spurred. Right. But then I have an overlay of this other star because my soul actually identifies more with that. So some people are born one space and then kind of travel, just like if you were a newborn born somewhere and then you moved to some other place and grew up there, that's where you'd identify as home. So star seeds though, you know, each of us are here on mission. So parallels actually don't really have mission necessarily as big as star seeds. And that's a some parallels, if you're listening to this and you're like, that's not true. Everybody has a mission here, but parallels mission is really to have fun. And yes, like, yes, go have fun. But a lot of our mission, like I'm here to help break down the patriarchy. Like I'm here to break through old crusty systems that cannot operate anymore. Right. So I think the difference is, yes, I think we're all otherworldly. Right. And many of us, I'm sure have traveled to a lot of parallel universes and for us to come obtain the earth code, as I call it, or earth school. Yeah. This is like, this is war. I mean, we're in spiritual war all the time here, but this is on so many levels, right? Like your spirit, your human consciousness, all of these layers. And, you know, as star seeds who are here or light workers who are here on a mission to wake up the planet, our missions are just a little bit harder than the parallel ones because we're not just here to have fun, though having fun is definitely an unlock for us. Um, but I think primarily we have a lot of blueprinters. We have a lot of Palladians, Syrians, Arcturians here that are all actually pretty tight in soul family, in my opinion. You know, a lot of people that I meet, I'm like, oh, okay, like I know you, like we've done this before. Like you and I have done this before in some other galactic incarnation old, old family yeah absolutely right so and in that sense that is really like that just makes me excited i'm like you know there's so many souls here that we already know each other and we just haven't met you know and we're like meeting in these now like virtual spaces but i think most of us are otherworldly yes i don't think most of us are parallel though i think there are a ton of star seeds here and i think that people are starting to remember a lot of those incarnations and lifetimes and 
you know, the Schumann resonance. I don't know if you follow much on that, like the DNA spirals that were happening a few weeks back. I was like, oh, I like ran into my partner. I was like, babe, did you see what's on the resonance? He's like, what? I'm like, everything's changing. <laughs> I did see that. I caught it. I uh, got a screen share, of course, before uh, it got taken down. I have noted here uh, to Schumann resonance with you. So let's definitely talk about that. So what is up with this Schumann resonance thing? Uh, some people are saying, oh, it's a psyop because it's a Russian weather station and that just means it's a seismic thing and it got, you know, it's actually ran by NASA, which even worse because now it's, uh, you know, the Never a Straight Answer company giving us the business about this. So what did, what's your take on that? Yeah, you know, and this is, I'm always in discernment. Like I always have the discernment filter on, right? So it's like, what feels true, what doesn't? And I think that there's always messages getting dropped in for us from higher selves, teams, guides, whatever. Um, so for me, the Schumann resonance is something that sometimes I just get that tug or that tap of like, hey, like what's happening in the resonance today? And from my understanding of Schumann resonance, it's kind of just the energetic read of the energy around the planet. And what I can't help but notice is when we have, you know, a lot of groups doing like mass meditations or they're all sitting in prayer, we're all sitting in these spaces the resonance will move and it will go into whiteouts, right? Or if the energy is super crazy, it goes into total blackouts. So I don't know that I would sit here and say, I know for sure this is all like totally legitimate, but I will say there are too many coincidences, which I don't believe in coincidences that match events I've seen with the resonance kind of moving in certain ways. I think that the DNA spiral energy was interesting because Spirit for me dropped in about two years ago, this DNA upgrade that I was bringing into all of my clients and to all of my clearings. And there were these rainbow spirals that they were asking me to help place within people's light bodies. And I remember getting this download and message and a session. And I was like, well, this is like, that's a lot, right? Like putting like a DNA spiral in someone's field. Like that's kind of a, that's a lot, right? And I always ask my clients, do you feel comfortable, you know, adding this into your space? But it's been a consistent thing. I have clearings that are cellular DNA clearings and spirits like our DNA is getting upgraded, you know, really, really quickly. And we're coming into, I think, by 2025, an entirely different frequency as a planet. So I do think we're moving not as quickly as we could have, but we're moving there, right? And this new frequency. And so I think that DNA spiral for me was just this overall confirmation that all of the work that I've been helping activate and plant and other leaders that I am friends with are also doing this is actually happening at a planetary level. Like we are collectively working on that DNA upgrade because if we all remembered how powerful we were, like the systems would just not, they would just break down, you know, like they would just not be here. These like distorted, dark, dense energies that are trying to run the planet would have no room because we would remember our power. And so I think right now, one of the fights is like, let's get this DNA back online. That's just been lying dormant and let's, you know, reactivate our system to remember we are the change, right? Like that's like the, the thing we're here for. So Schumann resonance has just been this kind of light guiding system or kind of a confirmation system for me more than anything. Um, solar flares is another thing I follow on the space weather app and 
it's almost like clockwork. My body will feel these solar flares hit the planet and I'll either get nauseous or feel super lightheaded, or I'll just feel really out of my body. And then my phone will ding like solar flare in class incoming. I'm like, okay, cool. So it's another like guiding system that I just feel sometimes I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. It's amazing. I've just heard so many things and shout out to Mason of Schumann beings. He's just a buddy. I just want to give him a shout out because we're talking Love about it. Name of his channel. Uh, you know, something I find so interesting about this that I've been thinking a lot about this sort of experience, this reality, this whatever, is it feels like, have you ever gone to Six Flags over Texas, you know, or whatever, it's off Six Flags or a theme park, okay, yeah. where they, they have like a Batman ride, right, to where it's not, you're not Batman, but whenever you get in there, you're like, oh, I walked through the cave, it's like a Batman theme, and like, you kind of get yep. this, like, theme to it, you know what I mean? Yes, you're going on a ride, which has got chills and thrills and spins and all the things. Uh, it's a Bill Hicks thing, by the way, the ride. I'm sending it to you. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and so it, it feels, though, like that maybe that this what this is. And so also this kind of idea of uh, parallels just bouncing through this bitch, but still affecting change here and still healing, planting star seeds along the way, but not viewing it as a mission of a war and a battle. But there are star seeds here who are not fitting in and who will follow the you know some of the similar characteristics of what we would call a parallel soul but view this as a very specific battle or a war and so they get that themed ride experience all of it is inevitable in my mind all of it is happening the schumann's the schumann's kind of an indicator of what's happening which reinforces that we are all waking up which then gets us excited which then propels the schumann so it's it's almost like in my mind, I'm really at this point now, it's especially the quantum physics people I've had on and shit like that, where they're talking about your present creates your past and your future, that it really feels like like the Schumann or that this conversation or anything else comes from the very fucking near future us, like the not so far away and super f like sending signals super far down a string line like this is right in front of you just going here it is here it is. And yeah. it feels like they're laying these bricks in front of us as we're walking over this void, you know, and things like the Schumann resonance. And they're like, hey, if we drop this on this day, they're going to get excited. So our excitement drops it on that day. And that propels the Schumann resonance up, which makes us want to organize a meditation in the future, which a few days before that is when that Schumann lights up. But really, it's this meditation that caused it, the one in the future. It's this fascinating idea of how quickly things are being combined and experienced together in these amazing ways. And it's not a, your way's wrong, my way's right. Like, no, I'm an angel and you're a Zeta Reticula. Like even that like bitterness I feel is really dissolving in sort of a just yes and rather than this either or. And it's just always awesome. always <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Yes and, yeah, it's yes and, yeah. It's like we, yeah. Uh, and I had this whole epiphany when I did uh, DMT, smoke DMT for the first time this year in March. And it was this epiphany of like, oh my God, I just kept saying yes in the experience. And so to your indigenous heritage, there was like a council of grandmothers. There's 13 grandmothers that the Navajo have. And they visited me in, in the trip and they were like, hey, we want you to go deeper. I was like, okay. So it took three more pulls off of that bad boy, went back in and it was just this yes, yes, yes. Every time they were like, hey, do you want to do this? I was like, yes. And so coming out of it, I was like, oh my God, this is all about we and we are moving forward. And so I replaced words like I and mine and things with we when I was very intentional with that. Like I answer emails for the show, like we would love to have you, but it's just me here, right? But what I mean to say is, is it's this more embracive concept of the bigger picture here. And then I started to think that yes, and we have a commonality here in the French language that we is yes in French. So it all just sort of like had all of these clicks together. Uh, five stars, DMT, would recommend. So 
I, I do want to ask you um, about living your dream life because this is something you seem to have embraced. I, I love just the smile on your face, the glow that you you seem to have such a balanced perspective with this, knowing that you are perfect in your air quotes imperfections. So a balanced dream life, what does that look like? Mm, it's a juicy question. Mm. So everybody's answer is going to be different to this, but since I get to be the guest today, um, a balanced you know, dream life for me is being able to show up and be super present with my kids. That's something that's really important. While also, here we go with the and, embracing my own experience here. And, you know, one of the things that was a program that I was really programmed into was when you become a mom, like nothing else matters. Like it's just the kids, you're a mom, there's the label period. And I went into some really deep, like postpartum depression because I, you know, prior to becoming a mom and really coming into this coaching side, um, I was always involved in performing arts. I was a professional makeup artist. I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, New York, LA. I worked, you know, sets, all of that. Um, and I really was just this big personality. And so when I became a mom, it was like this box that closed in on me. And I was like, wow, like, yes, I love my my son and like something's missing, right? And people are like, oh, well, it's just, you know, you're you're figuring out motherhood. And, and I just kept being like, no, like that's not, something's not right. Um, you know, for me, it was get back into pageantry. I did pageants my whole life. So I'm like, maybe getting on a stage, right. will help kind of stir up the passion again. Um, and it did, you know, but what also happened is I started listening more to spiritual podcasts. I started reading more. I started expanding, like, you know, holding this little nugget in my arms and breastfeeding all day. I'm like, what can I do? Like starting to watch, you know, Gaia and diving more into like, who am I? Like, why am I having this struggle? And then I started to realize, you know, I don't have to choose either to be a mom or to have like my own amazing experience in life. I get to do both. And, you know, really breaking through my like ancestral, you know, when you're a mother, you're a mother and you don't work, you stay at home, you're with the kids, this is what you do. And I'm like the black sheep of the family all the time. And I just busted through and I was like, you know what? Like, I want to figure out who I am. I want to embody this like amazing mother, but I also want to show my kids you can go do cool stuff, like go travel, like, you know, do fun things, start a business, you know, lead people. Um, you know, so for me, the balance is to be this amazing, fun mom who's present and you know, that, that rock that my kids know, and I, I constantly ask them probably to the point of annoyance. I'm like, you know, that you can always talk to mom about anything, right? You know, you can always, and they're like, I know mom, right? My kids are like almost five and almost eight and they're like teenagers already. And I'm always talking about feelings. I'm always wanting to dive into, you know, checking in with them. So I want to be that present mom. And I also want to be this badass spiritual entrepreneur leader. Who's like, come sit at my table and like, let's up level you into the life that feels good. You know, I have, I have this yearning to travel the world while also like having my own little mini conscious organic homestead. Right. It's like, I don't, I don't want to choose. I want both and you can have both. Right. It's an and. So that's what I'm laughing when you're like, yes. And it's like, I'm always a yes. And it's like no ors. 
Um, and, you know, for me, it's also partnership. You know, my my partner is, is someone who also really loves to travel, is really into, you know, conscious development. Um, and this is like the trifecta piece for me. It's like I want that partner who I know is like I can talk about anything from organic foods to aliens. And I want the kids to know like they can come to me and we can have fun. And then I want the business where I can lead and serve and be in this space that feels really good. And, you know, to get to the balance of it, it's an art. Like we talked earlier about razor's edge, right? It's your, I am always on the razor's edge of, of all of these pieces, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And, you know, it's one of the pieces that I'm constantly, when I'm in my shadow or transition or alchemizing anything in my own life, it's a really good reminder personally of like, I'm doing this and I'm alchemizing or integrating these pieces. So either my kids don't have to, I get to show them another way. My clients get to have this upgrade. I know I'm, you know, integrating something else that's going to be an up level for not only me, but for other people. And so there's this part for me of like service, you know, that is just, again, my heart is where I'm always centered. It's like serving people, whether it's my kids, my partner, my clients, while also serving myself. That's like my, it's my juicy point that I'm like, this is where we find the balance. This is where we thrive. This is where we have fun. Um, and this is like the safe space, you know, but there's, I think a million ways to answer that question. And one of the things I think is fascinating with working with people is, what is that for you? And it's funny because I think some people think, well, I'm supposed to, you know, want luxury and wealth, which, you know, those are all part of an experience you can have. But some people are like, I just want to be on a homestead and have chickens. And like, you know, that's amazing too. So yeah, the the balance piece is, has been something I've been really focused on is embodiment. Like let's embody all those pieces of what I want. And then that will push out that balance in its respective spaces. It's so interesting, though, and this is why I'm curious to ask you then the next question. Do you still feel like you're on a razor's edge with the things that you are aware of are a razor's edge? You know, I think it's it's by the day sometimes, you know, there are there are obviously upswings and moments where I feel like I can totally just rock this area. Right. Like I've got this piece down. It's it is rare for me to have all three pieces of my trifecta, like in that really clean, clear, wide open flow all the time. Um, and I think part of that is because I am always going down these check boxes of, you know, am I showing up to my fullest potential? And then how am I feeling in this moment? So it's this constant, like, I know I always want to grow. I always want to stretch. And it's not always about, you know, having to heal much, but it's more for me, the embodiment of it is, am I in my authenticity? Am I in my truth? Am I in my joy? Am I compressed or am I expressed? Um, and so, you know, for me, I do feel like oftentimes I kind of am on that razor's edge for a moment. And then once I hit my checkpoints and everything's like green light go, then that kind of widens open and we're like, okay, we're good here. But I think just who I am as a person and being Arcturian, we are like the guiders of the guides. So we're constantly with the check marks. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, I think it's, it's kind of a daily or moment by moment piece where I'll, I'll walk that, then it will widen. Um, but I'm just in this constant question, right? I'm always curious. I'm that curious soul. Who's just like, where are we today? Like, how are we feeling? Are we, are we in our good space? Are we in our, you know, high swing or low swing? And, and what does that mean for every other piece around me and my relationships and all of that? 
you, you've nailed it with this as well. Because then if you think about it, if you if any one of your pillars, let's say, are fixed, like love and happiness, wealth and um, prosperity, um, and balance and something else. Anyway, if you if you got all your pillars and they're all uh, doing their thing and dialed in, then let's say you know you fix one. Well, by fixing one, the other two grow, and then now it's unstable. And so right. you're constantly in a state <laughs> of flux. So it's a it's an interesting. But I I feel that being okay with that is a big mm -hmm. part of this, which again ties back to the perfection side of things, right? Allowing yourself to evolve and be perfect in that is awesome. So one of the biggest ways to get stuck in a trap are cycles or these sort of stagnancy periods. So give us a few pointers on that. What do, what's your take on um, stagnancy and breaking cycles in general? Right. So, you know, and it's what you just said has so much potency to it, right? It's like once one thing up levels, everything up levels. You know, for me, I call it flow state, right? Is like, that's just how I have come into enjoying this experience as a human is like, just be in flow, right? Like, you know, sometimes we think one thing is the right way and then spirit like knocks us and they're like, nope, actually this is like the best route. This is the path of least resistance. Um, I think for stagnancy, personally, one of the questions I'm always asking myself, if I feel stuck or stagnant or things kind of just feel dull or murky is where and when is like the last time that I really felt lit up right? Like what made me really excited. So for me, movement is huge. So I do dance classes. I just do daily movement. I'll literally go out and like whatever city I'm in, or I'll go to the beach and I'll throw my headphones in and put on music and I just dance and I like move, you know, energy through my body. So a lot of times for me, it's like, I'm not moving my body. And so the energy's stuck and it needs to go get moved. And it's a very quick fix if it's that right. The other stagnancy is where am I not um, kind of checking in? Where am I not doing those checkpoints? Where am I feeling like I'm just on the hamster wheel because we can't be on that. And as far as, you know, the breaking cycles piece, that's also linked into the stagnancy is a lot of times I think because of our programming and the cycles that we're getting handed down from all of these pieces through our lineage is we step into, like I talked about motherhood, right? Like I became a mom and all of a sudden i put myself in this box that my whole family's put themselves in. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't like this. Like this doesn't feel good. <laughs> and so then it's, you know, kind of going into the checking off of, am I operating in a system that my unconscious or subconscious mind just thinks is supposed to be happening? Yeah. And if I am, is that even true for me? Yeah. Oh, like what, what is my truth? Um, you know, so I think it's, it's, keeping the fun in it. And that's, you know, a part of the rebrand that I'm doing is like, let's figure out who you are. Let's do the healing. Let's get in the shadow work, but like, let's have fun too. Right. Like you have to have fun in this experience. And I think, you know, we get in these wheels of just like, this is what I've been taught. This is what I've been programmed. This is what I'm supposed to do until one day you realize like, I don't want to do any of that. And this is all BS. And I don't want to, yeah, it stops here. It stops with me. Um, and so I think it's just being curious really is what's helped me is like, be curious, like what is working for you and what's not, and don't be scared to answer what's not, because I think that's also a thing, you know, and it's, it's the fear that society or your family or whoever might think you're crazy or this is wrong. And, I mean, I don't know about anyone here. I'm sure a lot of people will agree. Like, I'm not here for anybody else. Like, I'm here to be a mother to my children, yes, and my partner. But like, I am not here for anyone but me. And this is my experience. And like, no one else gets to experience my experience but me. So this is all 
those are all growth points, right? I had to get through like good girl syndrome to even get to my point of the healing process where I was telling things to my family and they're like, whatever. Like they just kind of throw their hands up anymore. They're like, whatever. <laughs> she's going to do what she's going to do. That's great. So, what a great place to be though, right? You know, mm-hmm. like with your folks and everything. How do your, just side note here, do your family uh, love what you're doing and support the hell out of this? <laughs> yes. Yes. A lot of them don't understand. You know, my, my mom's native American. She's the one who, you know, she sees things. She's got all kinds of gifts too. So she loves it. Um, my other parts of my family, they love it, but they also like kind of don't know what I do. They're like, I don't know. She like, you know, talks about spirits and angels and coaches people. Like, it's funny to hear them try to like say what I do. And I'm yeah, like, it's I love that too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, go mom. And she's like, um, he's a podcaster. They're like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, he does something with books. We have a publishing house. Uh huh. And you know, I'm just like, go ahead. She talks about aliens. That's weird. So what do you think about aliens, Brittany Renee? What's that all about? Cause they're flying around in the news. They're doing all this stuff. I mean, it's interesting to see a bunch of military folks standing up there telling us what aliens are. So what are your thoughts on disclosure? First of all, is disclosure important to you? Oh, is disclosure important to me? I I think so. Yes. I we're coming out and saying, Hey, aliens are real. We know what's happening and here's the information. That's right. And I, you know, I think I say I think because it's like everything's in plain sight. Everything hides in plain sight. You know, it's like we could go into all sorts of historical things where they've already talked about the same things they're talking about, right? Like we've already talked about aliens, UFOs, all these things. I'm more, I think. I'm more here for like, let's actually see, not here. Like I want to see more. Um, You know, for me, I started connecting with like the Arcturian Council during 2020 um, and had a lot of experiences of my own through channeling a lot of extraterrestrial or alien beings, if that's what you want to call them. Um, And, you know, I believe there's good, there's bad, right? We have to have the duality of both, but like, we're not alone here. There's oftentimes, you know, even my kids are, it's hilarious because I will watch Gaia shows. They'll start to pick up on things. We'll talk about aliens, you know, and they'll see huge clouds in the sky and they're like, mom, that's a ship. And I'm like, it is I'm like, well, who do you think it is? And then they'll start to, you know, talk about X, Y, or Z of what they think is up there. So, you know, I believe we have lots of, if we want to call them alien life forms around us in all different kinds of ways. Um, and I am here for us bringing it more into the light. My question constantly when things hit the news is like, what are we hiding or what are you trying to preface that's like happening? Right. That's always my question when things are in the news. I don't watch any of the news. I watch, you know, Gaia and podcast type stuff, but if it's in the news, I'm like, well, what's that mean? Like what's actually happening or what, what's, what are we skirting around right now? Right. What are they pulling over our eyes here? Why do they want us to feel this way about it? It's this whole idea of perception management, right? They're like, here, look at this. No, no, no. Don't look at it that way. Look at it this way. No, 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 Don't look at it with those eyes. Look at it these eyes, the ones we told you to look at it with. And that's what I find so interesting about this. And another thing, I'm wonderful that you're so blase about specifying which creatures or entities you're in contact with because this is how I'm this is where I'm at with it I'm not as um I would say a conscious contactee I'm fairly certain we all are at some level and all that good yeah. shit um I, I just am fairly certain that I demand that they regress me and that I don't remember because of the role I'm playing here because of the game we got yeah. I'm super objective all that and so I'm pretty sure there's some lyron in there though but anyway 
But it's interesting uh, whenever we hear about these stories of specific entities and people saying, okay, well, Archangel Michael is the only one I talk to and that's it. In my mind, Archangel Michael, Bigfoot, um, any of the guides that you're talking to, it's like the higher you putting on an outfit called Archangel Michael. He's like, oh, shit, I almost forgot my flaming sword. That's part of the outfit. I have to wear this. You know what I mean? And so he has this motif that he puts on and embodies for the representative or for whoever he needs to speak to. But it's just you at a level. And so this is what's beautiful about this is you're dealing with souls, entities, personalities, and fractured souls that are like collectives and legions and minds and groups and gatherings, but it needs to be filtered and watered down for the most part for a lot, for a vast majority of folks to the, hey, this specific thing is knocking on your door. It needs to tell you something because there's something wrapped up in the mythos available to the zeitgeist, to the mind of the time in which they find that one piece of information that within that little bubble, they're going to find everything they need to really expand it to then get to where this conversation is, is to where, look, they're just sort of everything. It's all you. It's just been kind of playing a role that's because you needed it to be that, right? And I feel that like this with these lessons and stuff too. Like there's a macro version for all of us. Mm -hmm. Eventually, when you get cut off enough, you figure out in traffic that number one, it's futile, futile to yell at the, the dude in front of you or whatever. And that maybe you eventually get to the point to where you realize we're all one. And maybe that dude's just a hurt person, uh, just having a tough time. Maybe they're on their phone with their wife in the hospital having a baby. You know, you don't know any of the situation. So we can step back at all these different levels, even within our own personal experience and see how we transcend the training wheels that we needed to get us to greater understandings to really empower it. Because now we have balance and it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to again point out how grateful I am for this conversation for you coming by and for yes. blowing your minds on this. So I want to close with a question uh, here about the world and what's going on right now. So I saw your what the fuck is going on with the world video, this uh, 3D, 5D thing. Um, are people around us just going to queef out of existence and then we're just going to have like a dope land with like organic <laughs> architecture and stuff? Or it, it, what does the 3D, 5D split look like? <laughs> it's, there's so many theories on this, right? Um, my belief is we are actually already in like the meat of it right now. We are in the, and I hate the, the word of this, but this is what's coming through is the separation of, are you choosing to expand? Are you choosing to take responsibility, right? For yourself, for your healing, um, are you choosing to be conscious and wake up, you know, and help us here on earth to get it, getting the earth into that dope organic architecture land, or are you holding the polarity that is very rooted in old ways, old architecture, old programming? And, you know, for me, there's never right or wrong. It's just, we have dualities, we have polarities. And, you know, I think the split is just getting bigger and bigger right now. And there are people that are even, you know, by the day, I think quantum leaping from being on the, no, I'm not going to wake up. I'm not going to be conscious. Then something happens. And it's like, everything changes right now. We are jumping this big gap into the other space because, well, now I understand I'm supposed to be here. So I don't believe we're going to have a split world. I don't believe people are just going to like disappear. You know, I've even heard people talking about, you know, ships are going to land and those who remember or feel safe are going to get on the ships. And yeah. As cool as that would be, I don't, <laughs> right. Fun. I'm like, I'd be like, all right, let's go. 
I oh. think like a school bus scenario, you know, or like a mom at the schools um, picking <laughs> the kids up, you know, and then like somebody's like, no, that's my mom. And they're like, no, 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 you're, you're Lyran. That's a Pleiadian ship. You got to go over here to this line, you know, and then there's babies getting crossed and stuff. That's fun. Right. I'm like this, this, you know, I would be here for that. I will totally like feed into that. I'm like, that's fun. Um, but you know, I do, I think it's, it's just a consciousness divide really is what's happening. And I really think that, you know, the journey that's being presented to each of us right now is really exciting because as the consciousness is raising and growing, even though there's still things that aren't conscious and old ways, there is a bigger availability now, like the field of possibilities for you to literally be whoever you want to be, whatever you want to do is there. And so you get to choose, you know, it's like, are you over here where you want to stay in old ways? And if so, cool, we're going to be over here. <laughs> we're going to be choosing to love each other and, you know, look in a different way at things. And, you know, one of the things I even tell my kids, it's funny you said it the way you said it is, when kids are bullies, right? Because it's interesting for me to see like the children with a lot of the consciousness is, you know, my boys will be like, oh, this kid was a bully today. And I'm like, well, why do you think he was a bully? Well, I don't know, because he's mean. And I was like, but what does mom tell you about people who hurt people? And then they'll sit there and they'll be like, because they're hurt, they're hurting. I'm like, right. So I'm like, what do they actually need? And they're like, love. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, maybe you should, you know, ask them like, wow, those were some not very kind words, you know, or how are you feeling? Like, are you having a bad day? Right. And like my littlest, he is hilarious. He is not from here. He's like a 60 year old man and a five-year-old body, but you know, he has, he'll like go up to kids and he'll be like, how are you feeling? Where are you feeling that in your body? You know, like he'll start to ask people these questions. And so I'm like, even witnessing it with the kids. And I'm like, you know, we have people that are sheltered and shelled off because they're hurting or they don't understand. And you know, I do think there's a lot of people in that third dimensional rooted space that look at beings like us who are not any better than, but just more expanded into different realities and different truths. And they're angry because they're like, well, why are they happily dancing over there in the field? And I have all these things, but like, I'm totally miserable. Right. The bucket thing. Yeah. So we create bridges, you know, as I think what's happening is that there are some of us here that are here to create the bridges too, to be like, hey, it's okay. Like, let's figure out how you get over here, right? Like, how do you even get to halfway on the bridge? Um, and that's what I think is happening, you know, as I think we are, we're in the dividing energy, but it's an interesting divide because there's so many of us who are like, we're all one, you know, like Ram Dass is one of my favorites. He's like, I love this chair. I love this pen. I love this, you know, and it's, our words have power, they have energy. And so I think even though we're dividing, we have so many beings that are conscious that we don't have to feel divided. We can actually all radiate this oneness that the divide maybe doesn't feel as separation as it could, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And, th and this is something I was just speaking recently about is like, you know, maybe like my mom is super Christian. They're, you know, telling me how hell's a place and stuff, but maybe like one day she'll just be like, Hey, I want to do ayahuasca or just like to do mushrooms with you or something like that. You know, and to, something that your children said about bullies, I've got the best comeback that came to me from the conversations with God book series by Neil Donald Walsh. Have you ever picked that book series up? Cool. Okay. Um, he he uh, had him on the show. He's a delight. So um, in that, he said, you know, the best comeback for any of that is you just look at the person in the eye and you say, what hurts you so much that you feel like you need to hurt me to heal it? 
And mm-hmm. it's like, damn, if, if somebody were to slap a bully with that, like just tears, just everybody hugging, everybody just figuring out what's going on, just buddy, it's okay. You, you see these things and it is, it's hurt people hurt people. And so where does it stop, right? It stops with you. It stops with you tending your garden. What you're doing right now with your children is huge. But something also I wanted to point out that you mentioned Ram Das. I love Ram Das's teachings in a way that both you and I divulge from his teachings would be in that he was just perfectly fine with couch surfing and being just okay to live as minimally as possible. And he somehow got by and that is not something you and I find uh, we are attracted to as a position of thriving here. Uh, we are both here to thrive and to show people that we can be empowered to do so. So, uh, Brittany Renee, you're outstanding. Like, we have a million more things to talk about. I'm super pumped about our live this Friday, too. So, thank you so yeah. much for everything. All the ways to find you, of course, located down in the show description. Come back anytime. Awesome. I can't wait. Thank you. Holy shit, just want to thank that goddess for coming by and hanging out, not only on the show here for everyone, but also in our home. She performed a badass series of Reiki and energy healing and walked around, found some portals on the land, as well as a soul realignment for Mary and I, guys. She's in every respect the real fucking deal. So find all the ways to find her located down in the show description. Absolutely hit her up. Just truly remarkable. Just truly remarkable. Now, down in the show description as well, we have the Conscious Awakening Network. We do a live on Friday evenings from 8 to 10 Central. Do the math accordingly to where you're at. And it's a lot of fun. So check that link down below if you guys want to join us for those. As well, located down there, the Food Forest Abundance. Did you hear what I said there? The Food the food Forest Abundance rather Project, Jim Gale's project. Go get your freedom from fear on. It's down there. Also, Opus, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. If you've had some freaky woo-woo, some paranormal, if you feel like you've been contacted, not sure who to talk to, boom, Link's got you covered. Also, the Manifestor's Guide. If you are absolutely ready to level up and in the serious way possible, check that link. But very much be sure you're ready to level up when you call that dude, okay? It's powerful and been one of the biggest changes in my life, but it's powerful. Also, you may feel different when you listen to this show, not only because your host is this shit and our guests are incredible, but also there is a wish unit that pulses behind every recording that we do here. And this thing is available to you to own in your home as well or in your office or whatever you want uh, by Coherent Spaces. So if you check the link down there, it's Dr. Doug Matsky's project, Coherent Spaces. Get your wish unit. Fucking awesome. Now also, uh, Christian Yordanoff is offering every listener of this show to get a 30% discount on his detox workshop. Guys, Christian is the shit. He is legit, and I love that man. So take advantage of this if you're called to. Also located down there is the Luminous Education Revolution. Dr. Edith Umbutu-Chan is crushing it with changing the options for parents' education with everything, just systematic overhaul, all of it. So check the link below to absolutely become a part of that. Also, guys, while you're running around out there and just crushing it at life, we know that supporting this show is front of mind, and so we want to make sure that you have all the options available to you. On the website there, there's all manner of ways to donate on the support page, which is also located down in the show description. As well, if you would like to rent any of the content rather than committing to a full monthly engagement there, you can totally do that. Just go watch one episode if you want to do that. We make that available. Also, the handbook is available for you guys as well. You can follow along with the show in any order that you'd like, and it's a lot of fun and an awesome way to do this. Also, if you want to support even further, check out the merch tab, and that is where our store is located over there on TeePublic, and we have all kinds of shit over there. That's how you do it, guys. The support, let it flow, and I'm grateful for everybody asking how to do that. We've made it very streamlined. Boom, boom, boom. There it is. 
Now, go out into this incredibly beautiful and amazing place, whatever the hell this thing is, guys, and pick up a piece of litter. Be nice to everybody that you come across. Please and thank yous are not gone. You know, everybody's out here just walking each other home. It's okay. We can all just lighten up and just be fucking nice. You know what I mean? Uh, while you're doing all that, maybe buy somebody in line around you a coffee or a meal, something like that. It's super small and simple. Goes a super far way in, the, way in the collective, especially for the motherfuckers standing around watching you do that. They're just like, oh, people do that? It's like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Check it out. So also, um, just go ahead and get the fuck out of the left-hand lane because that's a pain in the ass. You got somebody wanting to pass there. And above all and anything else, go out into this incredibly beautiful and mysterious whatever the fuck and just be good to one another. That's it. Thank y'all so much for watching, listening, engaging, and just being the coolest, coolest sons of bitches ever. We'll see you next time.